Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. Jokes! (laughs) 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 Shut up. Everybody shut up. It's serious shit. Welcome to Brose. It's deja vu all over again. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. I don't know what to do with my hands. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And across from me, reporting live from my couch, uh, it's Mr. Tim Hens. Does this seem familiar to anyone else? <laughs> yeah. Just about? me? What are you this is it, our first show together after the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Crazy. Wow, wow. So this is it. This is episode two of our first session back. After uh, over 15 months of isolation in our, our respective bunkers, uh, t- Tim, you look broken up about it. Uh... <laughs> now, is that a reaction to being isolated or a reaction to being back here in the studio? Yes. <laughs> I, I got to say, it's nice to be able to vent to you guys without th- fear of my sister and her husband hearing yeah. anything I might be venting to you guys about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah to Jensen in the back going like, are you talking about ranch again? Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get off and vacuum the living room. She's like giving you commands in your own house. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is that we answer questions from you, the gentle listener, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of Rose. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, uh, the way that so many of our listeners have, Amanda Hastings, uh, Reese uh, Salvatore, uh, Mike Marvel, uh, my, my, my old buddy, uh, and, and countless others, uh, if you want to get their, their questions answered on the air like theirs, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, we can't get to those questions until we talk about our wines. It's actually one of Murph's, it was one of the, the leftover like COVID restrictions from Murph's, uh, from Phil Murphy's uh, rules, is that we, specifically, the four of us, <laughs> extremely targeted, bad for, bad for publicity in my opinion, cannot get to the question part of our show without doing the wine description portion of the show. I mean, Tom Wolf said it was cool for me to skip it. Oh, 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 wow. Okay. Executive <laughs> privilege over here. Well, then why don't you just go ahead and start <laughs> <Pennsylvania>. us off? <laughs> well, all right, Mr. Governor's friend. Got him. <laughs> uh, so I am drinking Muscadine Sweet Rosé Wine from Children's Vineyards down in North Carolina. Gorgeous place if you ever get a chance to go. They got live music. They got great food. Some alcoholic slushies, which are always phenomenal on such hot days. Um, hot. hot days. Spicy. Nice. Uh, so it says it's a sweet rosé wine, and that is an understatement. Um, it is overly sweet, kind of obnoxious. Not like, oh, this tastes like grape juice. It's just like, oh, this is definitely wine, but holy fucking sugar, Batman. Uh, the diabetes is strong, uh, but uh, I've had worse. It's not terribly bad, but if you don't like sweet wines, run for the hills. Um and as it has warmed up, it has not gotten better. 
And as I have gotten to drink more, it has uh, not gotten better. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Got him. Got rich. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Tavel. Uh, and it still doesn't taste like anything. It's just the, it's, it's, it, I can't even, I can't describe it because it's just like water and it's like, it's like water. If somebody gave me a glass of water and was like, this is actually wine and I believed them. That's what this is <laughs> it's like. like the tofu of wines. Almost. It's like the LaCroix oh, of wines. Okay. It's like right. wine LaCroix without the bubbles. So okay. it, it passed the truck holding real wine in it. Yeah. Somebody in the other room said <laughs> Yeah. Said Rose. Yeah. <laughs> and they slapped it on the label. Uh Rich, what are you drinking? And please get off your phone. It's a real turn off. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to uh figure something out. I'll figure it out for the next episode. I am drinking uh Ballard Road of twenty twenty Oregon Rose wine. Um it is really good. Uh uh tasting notes on the back says that uh Ballard Road wines by some of the finest vineyard sites in Oregon. Uh, select lots of Oregon grapes are chosen to create our Ballard Road Rosé. I like it. Uh, it's in Dallas, Oregon, though. Uh, I don't know how far from the Willamette Valley. We'll figure it out for next episode. I am drinking Proversation, ladies and gentlemen. What's uh, that? The official rosé of the Brosé podcast. Are you sure? Uh, well, I can tell you that because Proversation is an all-around rosé. Uh, it's an every rosé, if you will. Uh, it pairs best with Chiquita bananas, Hawaiian pizza. I, I haven't read this label in forever. Uh, Chiquita bananas, Hawaiian pizza, bros, and huevos. Wait, strike that last bit. Uh, Nothing goes well with huevos. No, no, no. Huevos. No. Yeah, what goes well with huevos is like prison, death, uh, like just just anything to get you away from it. What, what kind of bananas? I'm sorry. Uh, Chiquita. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Sorry. It's it's been it's been so long. I've forgotten how to do a lot of things like say words. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's a good rosé. I mean, I can't constantly go wrong with the official rosé of the Brosé podcast. Um, it mentions that it's an all around rosé that's not too sweet and not too dry. Um, I I like a dry rosé, and I notice the dryness about this first before I notice the sweetness. But it's 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 as described. It is a it is an all around rosé. So excellent yeah. work. We recently donated a bottle to uh, the girls at the office that Martha works off uh, works at for a crafting night. Or like, let's do crafts, guys. <laughs> Like, do you want to come and just play with this boyfriend you've met once in passing in Target? I was like, nope. Now, did you get that, that voice? Are you getting that from Bill Burr? Because that's like Bill, like Bill Burr does that for like every woman in any of his stand-up bits. It's just like, it would be fun if we had some pumpkins. I have never actually watched Bill Burr's stand-up. So oh, I have no idea. You would like it. I've, I've watched all of like 45 seconds mm -hmm. and it went from like real offensive to like, okay, you've, you've managed to like land this in a place that it's not like i want to drill my That's social thing. the social justice warrior in me wants to nail you to the wall yeah and you've talked about that being his thing before yeah so i'm just like yeah but i don't want to like be angry and then come down to just like oh okay yeah and then get angry and then be like oh okay mm -hmm. so it's, i've just <laughs> never watched it's, weird it's like you feel like you get that like guilty pleasure out of like oh he's gonna take down like a sacred cow of some sort like he, when he did the snl monologue when he started like he was talking about pride month and he's like seems mm -hmm. a little long isn't it and you're like what huh it's like oh, no. you know for a group of people that wasn't enslaved and he goes back into like why black history month should be longer like <laughs> he's like they get february it's 28 days of overcast weather nobody comes to the parades speaking of which for the audience happy belated oh, yeah. juneteenth yes 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 
Juneteenth. Uh, congratulate. We, we got it named as a federal holiday. Uh, it's today, right? It is the day that we're recording this. Uh, See. June 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 19th. And and as, as noted, uh, racism solved again. Um, <laughs> if that's not it. a question, that should be a take later. But we can, well, I digress. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, it, it, we'll, we'll discuss that. Uh, Sean, you have round two, right? I do. All right. Uh, so Sean's got a second round of questions. And again, if you want to have your question answered on the air, brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, what is that first question, Sean? Tell us about the last dream you can remember. Don't leave any details out. <laughs> Well, it's also conveniently the one thing I hid from my parents. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, boy, recent dreams? I don't know. They're always related to work, which sucks. I definitely had... I, I don't remember the details because I just typically don't. Uh, I definitely had a dream recently where I was running away from somebody. And like for my life. And I don't remember who it was. Which is weird because normally it, it, I don't run away from people. It's I face it. And because that's me, and then I either live or I die. <laughs> like that's how those dreams go. Um, or I'm in like a car that I can't control the brakes. Those are normally the dreams I repeatedly have. And I was like, oh man. But I was actively running away from somebody. Don't remember anything else. I just remember waking up at three in the morning and being like, I'm fucking tired. I just spent my entire sleeping period running for my life. Why am I awake? And it was horrible. Mm. Sounds awful. Yeah. Terrible dream. It was not good. <laughs> uh, Rich, was your most recent dream that you remember vividly any better? Uh, it was about ranch dress. No. Uh, <laughs> I was bathing in it. Um, Freudian slip. Yeah, I... If I, I'm tr- I'm, I remember having a good... Or, like, waking up after a dream, like, being upset that I was waking up from that dream because I liked it. And, like, in my head, I seem to recall it had to do with, like... Essentially, me and, and and my ex of a couple years ago hanging out and being together again. And I was just like, that's nice. That's nice. And, like, <laughs> like actually being a thing. And I was just like, okay, that's nice. And then I woke up and I was just like, shit, that was nice. <laughs> but, like, I can't remember, like, excruciating detail or anything like that. I just, I remember it being a nice dream and I remember her being in it. And that's about it. How about you, Sean? I think the last dream that I can remember was like a zombie dream. You know, one of those old chestnuts. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes. Just like everything's going to shit around you, but like you have to take control of the situation. And I don't remember, t- I guess I don't, I'm not super detail oriented when it comes to dreams because it's just like flashes. Like they're zombies. We have to be somewhere else besides where we are now. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably an anxiety dream about something, you know. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's how my brain works. So the default. <laughs> like yeah. just Wait, stress about I, something. Are I zombie have, dreams a normal thing? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I have, my guess is no. but I have them a lot. But I've never I, had one. When was I, the first, like, when do zombies, like, enter the culture? Like, when was the first person to write about, like, the undead coming back? I don't know, because what the Day of the Dead was in the 50s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Day of the Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Day of the Dead is the 
Mexican celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there is... <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. There is, <laughs> Guaranteed I, I, my Spanish fucked that up. I mm. believe there is a Day of the Dead movie as well. Mm. There is multiple. But, yeah. It's called yeah. Grim Fandango. And it's a... <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's a great game. It's, it's an still, awesome game. <laughs> I never finished it. Uh, I have not either, but it's it's fun. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail Sean's... Uh, no, thing. you're fine. Because it's just it was just a zombie dream. I have noticed that since I started... There's like... Since I started going on... Uh, medication to help with my depression, etc. I've had more vivid dreams than I've ever had in my life. Really? Okay. Mm. I, I think when I used to do CBD oil, I had a little bit better. Oh more yeah. Vivid dreams. I, I have also started smoking weed a lot more <laughs> than I used to, so that might be part yeah. of it. Do you think that could just be because you're more restfully sleeping? I think so. Mm-hmm. So think, you're getting yeah, to that I think, deeper state. I, I think I'm not. I'm not going into sleep anxious about everything that's going on in my life. So I think yeah. I'm I think I'm sleeping like well for the first time in my life. Awesome, right. which is great. That's a that's excellent, dude. Uh, <laughs> and I think that possibly why I don't have a lot of vivid dreams myself because I'm a very light sleeper, and uh, I I will usually wake up at least once in a given evening, and and usually it's you know I'll be I'll dream about work, which is the worst because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's because mm-hmm. that's anxiety about work, that's stress about work, and I'm just dreaming about the shit I do eight hours a day. Anyway. I fucking hate those dreams it's so atrocious. much. Yeah, it's awful because it's just like then you wake up and you're like. For the love of God, now I, I actually have to go in. Yeah. Holy fuck me! It's awful. It's I, it's the worst. I had a dr- a bad dream about work after I had been laid off during the pandemic, and I had to deal with uh, a, a coworker that I couldn't stand dealing with. In this dream of work, I'm like, why? Mm. Why do I like? I'm already under so much stress because of the fucking pandemic. And I don't have a job, and now I have to have a dream about this person I can't fucking stand either. Like, what the hell? <laughs> there was one dream I had. So I had a dream recently where I was a teacher, but it's very, uh, again, that's the only thing I remember about as I was a teacher. Uh, I do remember years and years ago when I when I used to sleep very soundly all the time. Uh, I I had more vivid dreams. I still didn't have a lot, but I would wake up and I'd write out all the details because so I'd be like, because I was like in like songwriting all the time mode. I'm like, I could turn this into a song. <laughs> uh, but like, I had one dream where I was like at a hockey game, but it was outside on an iceberg, and like the the rink was like floating on a flow, uh, and there was water around it, and like it was just, that was like the most vivid I can remember because I wrote down like. 20 in my phone on my notes tab i had 25 lines of notes about like what was going on in this dream and how specific it was i wow. yeah but that, that was like five years ago i mean yeah. it was forever ago i i have a note of a dream that i had a while back uh january 16th actually oh uh, yeah is when it was edited it is like i remember this dream after reading it but it's a dream where my brother was an astronaut somehow Ooh. and he was taking off on this new experimental uh, spaceship that was like more of a flat and less of like the actual rocket okay and as it was taking off it crash landed and exploded hmm. um and uh let's see uh i i run to the ship i find the crew fine my brother first and everyone was in shock but okay hmm. uh i rescue everyone uh or no rescue arrives i talk about how i leapt into action as we leave the ship press gets there to ask questions and everyone's like, no, get to the staging area first. I'm not even kidding. This is written in here. Uh, pictures are being taken. And I ask if it's okay to promote fucking brose. <laughs> it's, Tim, you see that written there. Always be upselling, baby. It's written there. Always be upselling. I love it. I love it. Rescue Very a on bunch brand. of people. You're just like, all I want to talk about is my podcast. I saved my brother from an exploded 
It's an experimental <laughs> spaceship. I'm not sure why. We talked about the boys last episode. That sounds like a boys subplot where they just have they add like somebody to the to the seven, and it's just like all I want to talk about is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they rescue a bunch of people. And it's like, I have a new episode with Mark Marin out. <laughs> uh, Sean, what's our next question? If anyone in your family could win an award for being the most annoying, who would it be? Oh, man, this is a setup. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Yeah, no, I mean, if someone is consistently playing the victim card or just like, apropos of nothing, making a story that's just like, but everyone hates me. I love my mother to death. That's besides the point, but it's just, it's very frustrating when someone you love is constantly like, well, this person hates me. Why? Oh, because of this story I've made up. You realize I know that story is made up, right? No, it's not. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's so it for me. Mom, mom Hanson. Mom Hanson wins. Uh, I love you, uh, Mom. You'll <laughs> never listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, that's the hard part. Because, like, who am I going to say? Mm-hmm. It's not going to listen to this. It's the unknown sibling it's, who helps us with the show. It's the No, it's definitely not. <laughs> Question mark Riley. <laughs> who? Uh, it's Alice, who's the most annoying. Because, like, fucking just do She's shit for yourself. She's a baby. Roast your baby. <laughs> Get on your fucking horse and do shit for yourself for once. <laughs> Like, what do you expect? Me to feed you yeah. every fucking day? Three you, times a day? Are you yeah. kidding me? God. You're going to pee in the clothes that you are wearing and mm-hmm. expect me to change them? Yeah. What the shit? Buy you more afterwards? I have never been more annoyed by a person <laughs> than my my infant child. You've they pissed in your bed, now lay in it. Yeah. <laughs> just ah, stay there. Ah, ah. Just stay now, Sean's presented me with a convenient out because I can just be like, well, it's my cat. Not that, <laughs> not that, not that there's anything yeah. comparable between like raising a cat and raising a human, but uh, very convenient that I can just be like, you're part of the household. We've always considered you part of the family. You're on our Christmas cards, and you're also easily the most annoying part of the family. Uh, I've been I, telling I, people about JoJo at work, and this is so much fun. What's so annoying is we, we were just talking about before the show, uh, at the time we are recording this, the, you know, yet last night the Sixers played, and we named our cats after guys on the team. And he still can't just keep his shit together for like two hours uh, without jumping on tables, jumping on entertainment center, scratching stuff he's not supposed to. I'm just like, I just want to watch my team kick me in the ass one more time this year. Uh, and uh, he won't do it. He's the most annoying member of my household. I don't really not get along with anybody on either side of my family. I don't find them particularly frustrating or annoying. I'll just say my cousin David because he won't listen and also he's he's stated outright that he's not getting the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I'll just say that because I'll say that's annoying. Uh, personal liberties aside, the fact that my wife uh, did a lot of work on coronavirus vaccines over the last 15 months and he's just like, nah. I've never met this that. cousin, so clearly it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, mm. not for the. You'll never see. You'll never meet him because he's not going to be able to see anybody because he's not fucking vaccinated. Uh, I'm Rich. glad you went that route, not the very dark route. Very, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to see him because he's dead yeah. from COVID. If I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich, what is uh, what's the most annoying member of your family? Let's see, I'm inclined to say my sister, but everyone else in my family would be inclined to say me. Um, wow. and it's, I would say your brother, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's kind of, kind of a butt too. So it's, uh, like we all butt heads and all annoy each other on purpose, uh, in, in the immediate family at least. Uh, but like me and my sister butt heads the most and annoy each other the most. So 
I'm going to say her, and she's going to say me. But it's it's hard to really actually say. Cause... That's fair. Like That's a good sibling relationship, though, when you both say you're the most annoying person but, in the family. I, like, that's it, actually a nice dynamic. That's even, how me and my brother bond yeah. is agreeing that the one brother is the problem, not us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scapegoating I, like, is the way you guys unify. It, it even goes so far as, like, me and my dad will, like, me and my brother and my dad will all, like, kind of butt heads with each other and, like, joke around with each other like it's just the family dynamic in general but yeah generally it's me and my sister major mm. button heads and annoying each other all right yeah yeah i'm good with i'm good with my answer i was gonna be <laughs> i was gonna just be like it's kind of a cop-out but honestly i don't think i'm really annoyed by any of my family like <laughs> yeah. not my immediate family my extended family it gets a little bit dicey mm-hmm. right right contentious especially the one that makes the that per, per, procures the questions for the show yes <laughs> listen so follow yeah the next next week following up on last week's discussion uh what's our next question sean did you ever break up with someone just before a holiday so that you didn't have to buy them a gift what a cold move and, t- and tim <laughs> oh my god tim like fucking clockwork <laughs> is cracking up uh, first of all, uh, haven't seen your, your, your sweet guns in person for a while. You covering your face is showing off the, 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 the country's strength that we know and well, know you well for. Uh, <laughs> but secondly, uh, it seems like you have a story for this. Well, going off the guns joke is great because the last two weeks or the last week I've been drinking a gallon of water every day at work, which is usually my first step to losing weight. Cause I get fat again. Um, everyone's busting my balls about this huge ass fucking water bottle i have at work and then i walk into a meeting and somebody's just like something about uh, water guns i was like that i don't even understand that joke and they were just talking about like oh my arms i was like i prefer to call them water cannons (laughs) uh in front of my entire department and my boss that's how tim got fired on the spot (laughs) no she loves me um Forgot the so question. Break, break, breaking up with somebody before, uh, oh. so you don't have to get them before the <laughs> yeah. holidays. Um, so this is probably one of the hand. I will joke that I'm an asshole to literally everyone who will listen, but there's only a couple moments in my life that I legitimately felt like an asshole. Um, and that would be when I broke up with Martha. <laughs> Martha, your wife. My my current wife. His wife. <laughs> My wife. You might refer to your current wife. <laughs> My only wife. Um, so it really doesn't matter, but it's also just like, Tim, you're a garbage human. And I'm like, I know. Uh, so that was like right around Christmas. And I'm like, can I? And I kept trying to break up before Christmas to make it not weird. Mm. And then she's like, but you got to come over. You got to hang out with my family. And I'm just like, can we not? <laughs> <laughs> How about somewhere uh, private? <laughs> yeah. So that was a very weird t- visit. Well, clearly it didn't It didn't uh, torpedo your future chances with her on account of the fact that you're married now. It, it really should have because <laughs> I was the biggest piece of shit ever at that point and yeah, during this whole interaction. But uh, yeah, because it was it was entirely like, I, I don't want to be on the hook for all these Christmas presents. And I also yeah. want to get it in there before like, Anyone else buys me presents? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it uh, just kept not working. Because I, I, I wanted to do it in person like a legitimate human being and not just be like, send a text and be like, yeah, nah, bye. Or <laughs> some stupid <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's good. 
Tim sucks. Nah, everybody does dumb, dumb stuff, immature stuff. I, I mentioned uh, what, what you know my immaturity on the last uh, episode as well. Uh, I have not broken up with anybody right before a holiday. I did uh, in high school broke up with somebody shortly after my my six month anniversary with them. Uh, which was the worst of both worlds uh, because it was a six month anniversary. So we wound up getting each other. We knew we were getting each other gifts and going into it. I was like, I don't know about this. Um, but then I got the gifts and then a week later, we broke up. <laughs> uh, so it, really the worst of both worlds, getting the emotional tumult of breaking up with somebody and also shelling out like at that point, what was like all my money uh, for, <laughs> for a anniversary gift. Uh, so yeah, bad news mm-hmm. bears, man. Uh, Rich, have you ever broken up with somebody right before a holiday? No, I've never broken up with someone so (laughs) i've always been the one who's been broken up with or ghosted or whatever so i've literally never broken up with someone and has anyone broken up with you right before a a holiday or major event no no i'm usually usually around like the christmas holidays i'm not dating as much just because like i've already got enough to hit on my plate like then also have to add Hey, dating and like buying someone I've only known for two weeks a gift. They're just stuff. like, oh, gee, I get my taxes together. <laughs> my my family's <laughs> asking for gifts, and I gotta go out with people. Yeah, Fuck, it's, man. So like, usually, what in am December, I a triathlete? <laughs> usually in December, I take a break from the dating scene. Um, but it, no, it's I've never like cut someone off or broken up with someone in, like mm-hmm. in the holidays. What about you, Sean? Hmm, I don't think so. I don't. I can't remember. I think if I've ever broken up with someone around a holiday, it has been purely coincidental. Yeah. But I can't think of, I can't, I haven't broken up with that many people. So. Right. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I have not. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, sometimes it's just bad specifically, timing. Specifically so I didn't have to get them a gift. Like <laughs> just, that definitely has never happened. Yeah. You get like the low balance but alert even, on your phone and suddenly you're like, actually, we got to talk. But even with Tim, it wasn't so much that you didn't want to get Martha a gift. You, want, you didn't want to get other people to get you a gift because yeah. then you'd feel I would like have an felt real fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, and I Thanks think for the Beats by Dre. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I didn't get those till two years later from ah. my own mother. There you go. <laughs> That's how it generally goes, I think. It's not so much that you don't want to buy someone else a gift. It's yeah. that you don't want them to get you a gift because you know what's coming. Oh, yeah, because imagine, yeah, like the, 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 the shithead you might got to feel like if somebody gets you like a nice gift and, or like a watch or something and you're like, mm, yeah, actually. Well, actually, we're not going to last. So. And then you got in like a $10 gift card to Bennigan's and like a, hey, we need to talk note. It'd be like Martha's dad going to town like, this was handed down from my grandfather's oh, grandfather. Yeah. Here you go. And it'd be like, well. <laughs> Papa Dietz's gift to me is like, my my present to you is I will let you work on fixing this radio for me. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> oh, what, a kind, what a kind move. That was last me. week. Uh, what's next, John? What is your favorite movie that you secretly know is actually terrible? <laughs> All the Thumb Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> they are garbage. And I can't even like so funny. funnily like them they're they just so annoying they're they're i openly admit so so uh steve odekirk who wrote he writes for comedies and i think he he actually was a writer on bruce almighty created a a series of movies that are thumbation movies which are just all the character spoofs of of real movies with thumbs with superimposed faces on them as the main characters and this includes uh such uh oscar bait as thumb wars thumb tannic the god thumb uh, Bat Thumb, Franken Thumb, 
and I'm forgetting one. I didn't think there was that many. There's like there's <laughs> six, and I can't. Thumbtanic and and uh, Thumb, Thumb Wars, Wars are the are the the pinnacle of their. But oh, the Blair Thumb is a Blair Witch Project uh, one. <laughs> that one's not good. Like genuinely, I can't even get any enjoyment. I don't care. I want to see it now. It's. it's uh, so this is something a, a friend of ours, a friend of ours, Tim R- Ricky Weibel, turned me on to in uh, in high school. Of course he did. And uh, and Thumb Wars and Thumbtanic are genuinely, and still in my mind, still genuinely funny. But they're not good. Like it's their thirty minute spoofs of th- of Titanic and and like four or five Star Wars movies at that point. Uh, and there's definitely some humor that doesn't hold up anymore. These came out like twenty years ago or something like that. Uh, but I like them. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Ricky Weibel, the introduction to all things that were not popular. Yeah, yeah, he was my first like the guy, first guy who showed me like Newgrounds videos. Yep, back in the day, Newgrounds. He got me like I I had seen a couple animes at that point, but I didn't realize that like anime was a thing. Yeah, yeah. My my extent mine was Toonami, and then he brought over like the full Evangelion series, and I was like, whoa, hold on, man, I'm like uh-huh. twelve. Uh huh. <laughs> so like, and this was back before like, because nowadays. Anime is still, like, yeah, it's for nerds, but it's, like, still a largely, like, oh, I know what anime is. Yes. Everyone fucking knows what anime is now, whether they like it or not. Back then, it was just like, the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Rich, what's a, a movie that you like that is that you know is not a good movie? Because I was going to ask, because it says secretly, and I'm like... I, I think I, we're taking secretly a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was going to turn and be like, I literally watched 36 Godzilla movies in a row. Uh, and I know a lot of them are bad, but I fucking love them. Uh, namely, Godzilla 2... Not Godzilla 2. Godzilla Final Wars. It is a horrible movie, but it is the best Godzilla cross Matrix movie I've ever seen in my life. And I want to just always watch it. Okay. I, I don't know anything about it, so I can't be like, it, yeah, you're right, that is garbage. So it is It is the 50th anniversary of Godzilla. It came out in 2004, and Godzilla fights every monster he's ever fought in the original Godzilla era. Oh, it's like Royal Rumble Godzilla. Yeah, except Godzilla doesn't show up for an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, come on. It's <laughs> a waste of a kind you What are we even doing? And, uh, and only has about less than 10 minutes of screen time. Uh, and it's a two-hour-plus movie. That's dicey. Um, and But it's like, the story itself is essentially The Matrix, but with Godzilla. It's, you, you just, you gotta see it. You that got, sounds awesome. I, I'm, I, it is, it is, but it's really bad. <laughs> is Godzilla Neo? Mothra uh, takes no, the red no, pill. There's, well, there's, then fuck it, I don't want to watch Godzilla, it anymore. Godzilla's not Neo, but it's still, it's, yeah. they also, it, this movie came out after, no, before Matrix 2. There's a scene where they're on a highway, a long highway, like car chase with a motorcycle and a a sword fight. And it is literally Matrix 2 and Matrix 1 combined. Or or is it Final Fantasy 7 when Cloud is trying to (laughs) run away? No, it's more Matrix than... I I know what you're saying, but it's more Matrix than Final Fantasy 7. Okay. But it's just, it's insane. Tim, what is a, a, a movie you love that you know is bad? I have no idea because I am hypercritical of movies on a fucking regular basis to the point where it annoys the shit out of Martha. Um, the closest I can come to, and it's less that I like really enjoy it and more just like it's fun to laugh at, it is The Room. 
Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. That is that was going to be my answer, but I was like, that's that's. But I don't actually like it. I just sec- enjoy to laugh at it's it. It's not secretly that it's. Oh, bad. hi, Mark. It's it's bad. everyone. Yeah. Well, no, the, the the secretly is you secretly like it, but everyone else thinks it's shitty. Yeah. Everyone knows it's a bad film, mm-hmm. but it's just fun to laugh at, and yeah. I I can't I can't think of a movie that is widely bashed that I will stand by or like stand on that hill. I beca- because I probably also fucking hate it. Right. I can go the opposite in movies that people love that I hate. Mm-hmm. Like Napoleon Dynamite is terrible. Elf is garbage. Uh, like I, <laughs> Step Brothers is also horrible. Like I can I I'm fully He's hey Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. And I'll admit I'll admit that. But that that's different because I know everyone else loves them and I'm just a fucking uh, I think that's about easier it. though. Oh, like, I think, so I think much it's easier because uh, honestly, it's 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 just not. I'm not making a character disparagement of Tim here, but it's just easier to be cynical. Like yes. it's easier to just be like the, the 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 cool kid in the back who's just like oh, everybody else likes this, so like you know, fuck Anchorman. Like, yeah. but but it's it's it's. I think it is. It's de- genuinely harder to go to bat for like I don't know, Freddy got fingered or something like yeah. that. Yeah, the closest thing I have is Godzilla two thousand whatever fucking year that was, which. Yeah. Like, it's not a good movie, and yep. I enjoy it, but it's not like, oh my god, I love this movie. Do you enjoy it because it f- prominently features the one song you can play on guitar, Brain Stew by Green Day? 30% <laughs> yes. Uh, the other 70% is because Richie hates it, oh. uh, and yeah. over the last couple months, I just find that like every time Richie has an opinion, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> Whatever I, I can do to be a contrarian I've, about I this. feel like that's my shtick now, is just to be contrarian to Rich. <laughs> You know what? It's fine. It makes a good uh, friend dynamic. You're my rival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Tim's like, no, you won't take it. And here's why. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Well, so there's there's two. I have two answers to this. The first is the Super Mario movie. Oh. I love that movie. I love okay, that okay. Movie. That's it. Isn't because it? it is so widely panned as a garbage movie, but it is so good. It's so good, and but I think, but that's like secretly, I know it's bad. I don't. It's not a secret that that's bad. There's this movie called Session Nine, and it stars High Five, David Caruso. Oh, great! From, from uh, CSI Miami. Yeah. And it is. Yep. It's such a good movie, but it's like objectively pretty bad. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It's so good, though, right? It is. But it's like an objectively pretty bad horror movie. What is it? Uh, okay, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie about an asbestos, a team of asbestos cleaners who go into this mental institution and then, like, stuff starts happening. You know, it's a horror movie. What's the deal? <laughs> but it's. What's it the is, deal with asbestos? What's up with that? It's so, it's so good. It's like good, bad. It's just like a very good, bad movie. Mm-hmm. And. I love it. it. One of my friends showed me it like a long, long time ago because it came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. So it was a while ago. It was when I was still in college. Two thirds of our it. life, man. Mm-hmm. Mm. You were in but college in 2001? No, they showed me the movie in college. Oh, it came, yeah. but I found out it came in, it came out in two thousand. Because say because I watched it in high school. Yeah, <laughs> Sean is also a child genius. He, he was in college. Now we know what a prodigy. <laughs> so it's my answer is Session Nine, which I secretly know is a bad movie, but is any other good bad movies or bad good movies? Have you guys ever heard of the Cube? Yes. Yeah, the uh, Cube is great. It is great, but I think it's also like 
looked at as a bad movie. <gasps> Thirteen Ghosts. Thirteen oh, Ghosts. Oh, so it. good. It's so good, but I, it's a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts is phenomenal, like, I, and not just for the titty ghost. There's, there's like a Facebook post that makes its rounds from time to time that just gives the story of all the ghosts in that. And it's like, this is what they should do for an anthology 13 ghost series or something. And just have an episode dedicated to each of the ghosts. And like, it's just like, this is so good. We need this. I feel like the only one I would want is for the juggernaut. I, they're they're all really interesting. I can't remember yeah. them right now, but every time it comes around, the big boy I and the small them. mom is very boring. Yeah. I don't care about that one. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I also know too much about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great movie. It is, it, it is. I haven't watched it in forever, but it is a great movie. It's got some great actors in it too. It, yeah, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Wait, was, Tony Shalhoub's in that, this movie? That was yeah. be- was this before or during Monk? I think it was during Monk. I'm pretty sure it was during Monk. Uh, I, I unironically loved was Tony it, Shalhoub. Wasn't the guy who played Shaggy in it as well? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew Lillard. That's Matthew it. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. I love Lillard. <laughs> Casey Kasem. <laughs> Old Scoob. Uh, Casey Kasem probably voiced one of the ghosts because he voiced a lot of people yeah. in the past. So. Why not? Oh no, Scoob. And the the foreign exchange student from American Pie mm-hmm. was the daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm trying to remember who the the nanny is an artist, like a uh, R and B artist. Oh, I don't remember. Because she had like five songs in the movie because that was the only way they were getting her in the movie. Yeah. What do we got next, Sean? All right. Next is, what is one thing you really like about yourself? I got some robust calves. (laughs) Dude, I lie. Robust calves. Uh... I don't know. It doesn't have to be strictly physical, I guess. Uh, <laughs> physical. But I'm gonna. Physical. But I will sit here and objectify myself. Um, what about Matt you guys? Get physical. That's a new show. My wife just started watching that today. Matt is getting physical. 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 <laughs> uh, what's one thing you guys like about yourselves? <laughs> You're talking to a Finally. real low stumped. self-perception group. Stumped, Sorry, Jeff. just Sorry, stumped. Jeff. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a question that stumped us this much. Yeah. Um. I'm... Let's be okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up here. I think we all we, we all default to self-deprecation, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is that it's it's much easier to be like, oh boy, I'm such an idiot. What a dumb fucking moron. Uh, that it, when you do have genuine qualities that you like about yourself, I like the fact that I, at least in my mind, I feel like I could. I'm sort of not a not a jack of all trades. That's kind of an asshole thing. But like, I feel like I could hold a conversation with somebody about any subject, even like one that I don't have a fucking clue about. Because I, I'm just, in, I, I feel like I could like ask them enough questions about what they do or what they're interested in that I could hold a conversation with damn near anybody. So mm-hmm. I, will, I will say that I, I enjoy the fact that I, I'm a conversationalist. Yeah, I've I've mentioned that on a vaguely similar question for that we've had before that uh, I've been described as a not necessarily a social butterfly so much as a social chameleon. Okay, uh, in yeah. that like. Regardless of what my current mental state is, or if I'm actually enjoying myself, I will still try to engage with what's going on and be active and talk to everybody. And uh, like, first time Martha introduced me to a bunch of her nerd friends from high school, she did that thing. She's much better, but Martha and most of her family has a really bad habit of like, we're going to go to a place, we're going to bring somebody who doesn't know anyone else and then fucking abandon them mm. and introduce them to no one. Yeah. 
So I made friends with everybody mm-hmm. and like introduced myself again. And then she finally comes back from hanging out with her ex-boyfriend from high school. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm good. I'm glad you're having fun. And then I turn around and I'm like, can we fucking leave? I fucking hate these people. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my most useful skill. Not necessarily something I like the most about myself. What but... is something that you like about yourself then? I press you on this. I, I need you to say something that you genuinely like about yourself. I guess the one thing I genuinely like about myself is even, even if I'm feeling like absolute garbage about myself and I am in a shitty place, for the people that matter to me, if they need me, I will come running. Um, Let's go on. Which... Like I, I'm, I'm very bad at necessary at reaching out to offer my assistance, but if somebody reaches out to me, I will drop everything, and I will go. That's um, a good one. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's awesome, man. That's a good one. And for I, for one, concur with your assessment. Uh, Rich, Thanks. what's something you like about yourself? I. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tim. It's my luxurious beard. Uh, as there Tim, we go. It's Tim. Tim pets it. We've talked about this before, and Rich is like, I don't know what I like myself about <laughs> myself. Stroking his own beard. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm having a really hard time thinking of because, like, I, I can think of like, oh yeah, I, I, I care about people, but then like, I as as I get down the rabbit hole, I'm like, well, that's to a fault because then I. I start like I, I I don't cut people all out that are toxic, and I keep pushing to, to keep everyone in my well, life. Think... And, and like, it's just like, uh, like I keep thinking of stuff, but then finding faults in that and liking it less and less about. <laughs> yeah, but I would hesitate to say something that's good. Like, take something that's good about you and then say it's not good because other people are assholes. Yeah, I think I think the like the the fact that you have such an optimistic view of people mm-hmm. is something to be proud of because it's so, like Matt said, it's so easy to be cynical mm-hmm. and just be like, you know, fuck everybody. But I, I, in you, I see somebody who sees people as, uh, you, you just, you see the best in people. And I think that's something to be lauded because it's, you're not defaulting to people are shitty. Yeah. And like, I, I, even if that bites you in the ass sometimes. Yeah. And like, I, like, want to i want everyone to thrive and i want to make sure i want to be optimistic about everyone no matter what yeah that that's fantastic and like sean said i i feel like that shouldn't be because other people are shitty that shouldn't be a stroke against you and i kind of feel like you are the original polished untarnished version of what i just described except that i'm cynical as fuck (laughs) which is why i specified if someone i care about because there's a lot of people i don't fucking care about yeah yeah, my, my, my wife. My wife says this to me. Uh, has said this to me on a few occasions, and I love it. Is like, don't change who you are because other people are acting poorly, like because mm-hmm. they're cutting against it or take. You know, like just if you if there's something good about you, don't change that because other people suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, what is something you admire about yourself? About my own self. Yeah. Hmm. I think I like the fact that I am empathetic. I think it's a very useful quality to have. And I think it it colors most of my views of the world is that I feel like I'm a very empathetic person so I can feel like, like I understand how people can get into the situations they're in and need help. 
So like I like I I enjoy that like the reason that I'm like so liberal or whatever is because I'm feeling for the people who are less enfranchised than I am. Mm-hmm. So I I like that about myself, not to be like yeah. I have a savior complex or anything. It's but literally like, the point of this question. Yeah, Just man. pat yourself on the back. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'll Just pat to compare yourself to Jesus and Mother <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Leave Jesus out of this. <laughs> no, but that, that genuinely is the point. Because, again, I, I stress this. It, it is very easy to just be like, oh, my, fa- my favorite thing about me is how like ugly I am. Like It's, it's so yeah. hard to genuinely, be, to genuinely applaud myself for anything. Mm-hmm. But I think we did a good job, guys. Yeah, man. We yeah. fucking pulled it off. <laughs> what do we got next? Um, Wait, what, is... what did Mappet say about himself? Was I not listening? Yeah, good conversationalist, dickhead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never... It's the worst thing about you, Tim, is you never... <laughs> oh, it's a bit. Was that a bit? That's what I'm covering it up as. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most... What was the most embarrassing thing you ever did while on a date? Hmm. Uh, so, uh, high school, uh, high school girlfriend, uh, that, that this is a first date. I, I cannot believe that (laughs) I may pull this off because it it just, so were there, were there subsequent dates? There were, we, this is the, 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 the girl that I went out for with for six months and then got a six month anniversary gift. And then we broke up two weeks later. Uh, so went out to a date and, uh, Tim, it's in Downingtown. Uh, we went to. The date was supposed to be we're going to go to the hibachi, the hibachi in Downingtown. Nice. Uh, which I believe has since had a couple, at least one shooting, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I just eat food. It's, it, it was delicious one way or the other. And Totes. so the idea was we're going to go to the hibachi restaurant and then we're going to go bowl because there's a, there's a bowling palace right next right, door. Right next door. Uh, and the hibachi restaurant specifically chose this very, you know, very wise of me was uh, because before, if you got in before five o'clock, they capped your meal at like 20 bucks or something like that. Uh, we arrived at 4.55, uh, got our table, uh, got got seated a few minutes later, and then we got our bill, and it was like $100. And I said, what the hell is this? And they were like, we seated you after 5 o'clock. That special doesn't apply anymore. Ooh. And that was all my money. That was mm. that was every we cent. We can no longer go to the bowling palace right next so door. I, so I, but that was the thing. It's like, first of all, that's all my money. I was planning on, like, I, I had some money saved, but, like, I, you know, I borrowed some money from my dad. And, uh, and... It was all, and he expected me to bring back change from the date of both dinner and the bowling palace. I was going to ask how much interest was Big Ron charging you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd never, I, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't exist today. Like I still, <laughs> if he's still charging interest on that. Uh, but, th- but I had to be, I had to like you know, tail between my legs, first date, and I'd be like, can you pay for the bowling palace? <laughs> uh, and the day, it's, and look, we still had a great time, but like that was, boy, that was. In the moment, it felt bad. And then I had to go back to my dad later, and he asked how much change I had, and I said nothing. <laughs> because I spent all your money at this dumb hibachi restaurant. Uh, because we didn't sit, sit down in time, and I didn't bother to ask them to make sure that the special was still on. Uh, what about you, Tim? Most embarrassing thing you've ever done on a date? Um, I think my second date with... I won't drop a name, but Martha and I refer to her as Sudzi for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my second date with Sudzi, we went to the movies in Downingtown at the Regal. Yep. 
like around the corner from where I was on my day. <laughs> except mine was when I was 25. Ooh. Uh, or no, I guess I was... Crap, I can't do math. What year is it? It's 2021. 20, 2021, allegedly. Uh, so when I was 23. Um, so first date was to the zoo. Second date was to the movies. Uh, and we were supposed to do something after, which I don't remember what it was, because after I came out, we had gotten a bag of popcorn instead of a bucket of popcorn. And uh, the bags of popcorn leak a lot if oh. you put a fuck ton of butter on it. So essentially, it looked like I pissed myself, <laughs> <laughs> except it was butter. Water would dry. Butter does not dry. So it's just like I... The entire rest of the day, so I looked like oil I pissed everywhere. myself. Yeah, because I put the butter on my lap. Mm. Where else am I going to put it? That's not just a pain in the ass. Right. So that's probably the most embarrassing thing, but it really didn't matter because she just thought it was funny, and we still ended up doing whatever we were going to do. That's good. Uh, but at some point, we ran into a friend of hers who actively was like trying to make me not date her. Oh. Uh, and she just ragged on it. I was like cool peace i'm going home because literally go fuck yourself uh that's good that's good i mean it it still wound up good for you yeah i mean sudsy's great (laughs) sensi we're still friends martha is fully aware that they've talked their friends fully aware that you don't know how butter works (laughs) she just doesn't know why we call her sudsy noted (laughs) Uh, (laughs) do do you want to explain or shall we move on nope Okay, Rich, what's our ne- what, not next question? What's uh, the most embarrassing thing that you've had happen on a date? Uh, I, I would have to say it was second date with this girl, and like me and her were getting along great. We had two back-to-back dates. It's the second date after the first date. Like, literally the day after the first date is what I mean. That's okay. not really. Um, that's yeah. not back-to-back. Date. That's yeah. like, our date is done. Let's yeah. have another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So you've done it three o'clock and then five o'clock you're back. Like, like we, we, we went on a date on a Thursday or on a Wednesday and then went on a date or, or on Thursday and then went on a date Friday the day after. And um I I guess well not guess. I did start to get and catch feels and get a little clingy as she was leaving and I was like, No, don't go type of stuff and she was like, No, that's that's not a good look on you and then I just like dropped from there. I was like, Oh, okay. Mm. and and then she cut it off the next day so obviously that was i've learned from that it's mm-hmm. a bummer that that's embarrassing though like yeah. to feel emotion for somebody like well, i get i get people not wanting to have somebody who's clingy but like that's that's a that's a bummer yeah i mean mm-hmm. well it was like i mean because i was like like no don't go like like trying to get her to because i was really like we were both really feeling it but i think at that point she was starting to lose interest during the date and like it was a rough date anyway and a rough day for us. Like, we shouldn't have gone back to back. And our second date shouldn't have been to the movies. Because don't ever go to the date. Go to the movies on, like, a second or third date. Like, wait a little while into... Disagree. I, I have a... That's actually... I My most embarrassing is all, is going to the movies, <laughs> but not for that reason. <laughs> well, what, what, what was the reason? Then? Do you remember the movie? It was... Master it was that Commander. Godzilla movie? It was Master, Master Commander. It's such. A, that is not a date movie, but I love that movie. <laughs> we went to see Master and Commander, and this girl was feeling me hard, mm-hmm. and I was just 
fully oblivious. Oblivious. Because it's such a good movie. (laughs) It is a a good movie, but I'm just a fucking moron. This girl was like fully, fully feeling it. Was like, whatever I was putting down, she was picking up, baby. But I just could not, for the life of me, figure that out. And it's just, it's just so embarrassing to be like, like it. That was Russell Crowe, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Master Commander. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But at at one point, like she had like placed my hand on her chest. Oh. And I was like, and it was like she was like inviting me to take this further, but uh. I just completely missed that. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Sean, I, I wish I had the opportunities you had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I I have, for so, somehow, I have a lot of game. <laughs> Did she call you to say it wasn't working out and you were like halfway through Horatio Hornblower at home? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's probably... <laughs> like four the, episodes it's, it's embarrassing to me now to be like, oh, how did I not know that she was like, let's like... Because she was not into the movie. She That's right, because like, Master me. Commander, was like, we were in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, like, you don't know. I was in high school, and we were all just balls of hormones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I just didn't get it. And you don't want to assume either, because then, like, if you assume and you're wrong, then you're, then you're just a But I would, Steve, if, I would have, if I would have assumed, I would have been 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> like, now looking back, it's like... She she could have presented me with like a this is my consent yeah, yeah. paper and I could have signed she, we could have both signed it's like it. a map to her it, breast it's it's really funny because I can relate to so much of that and like Sudsy herself was one of those like we worked together when we were in high school and I just completely fucking missed it mm-hmm. until somehow we reconnected like seven years later yeah. but I'm pretty sure if somebody had put my hand on their chest I would have been like oh. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's cold. I don't know what I even. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. I was so stupid. I I I know I've missed so many cues like that. Like, I like when I was probably early early to mid twenties. It just it was a girl that I was like super like into, and like I had known her forever, and we'd essentially gone out on a handful of dates. She'd invite me out to hang out with her and her friends, and I, I remember there was this one night we went out drinking. And, and she was like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going home. And went <laughs> <Goodbye>. home. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Then you come back and like knock on her door and she's like, maybe you reconsider. And you're like, your car's blocking mine. Can you like, <laughs> I guess I got to put clothes back on now. Yeah. Do you ever see uh, the video? I don't watch a lot of Jimmy Fallon, but you ever see the video of him interviewing Nicole Kidman and he finds out in real no. time, Nicole killed Nicole Kidman, like tells him during the show that like she was into him like 10 years ago. And he was just like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we were in your apartment. And I, like, I came over because I was like trying to get you to, to go out with me. And you were like, playing video games and drinking beer. And like him realizing it in real time is, is phenomenal television. Yeah. That's such a Jimmy Fallon move. <laughs> what's, uh, what go, we, putz. what's our next question, Sean? Tell us your most embarrassing vomit story. <laughs> <laughs> I got too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, hmm. I got at least two. But <laughs> so you gotta pick one I most embarrassing. I think in college, I remember the the possibly the most drunk I ever got. I was out with uh, uh, my my girlfriend at the time, and uh, coincidentally, my my wife, uh, <laughs> who I was, I was friends with at the time, 
and uh, we got obliterated drunk. I, I can't remember what we were doing. We might have just been... You know what? I think we were watching fucking the NeverEnder DVD series by Coheed and Cambria, <laughs> uh, which I owe my, my, my girlfriend at the time an immense apology because she didn't give a shit about Coheed and Cambria, <laughs> and we just sat there like making her watch. My, Jenna and I love Coheed, and we were just watching the whole DVD series, and I was just you know doing... She was the third wheel. She just didn't know it yet. <laughs> as, as as she would later find out. Um, but I got obliterated drunk, uh, and we went back to to my girlfriend's place at the time, and I vomited profusely in the middle of the night. And I remember saying that I thought my brother was going to judge me. That was the thing. I was so drunk that I thought my brother was going to think less of me. My younger brother uh, in high school, who does not know that this happened. <laughs> Won't know until if he listens to this podcast that this happened. I was like, he's going to judge me because I'm a bad role model or something. And that's how obliterated drunk I got. Like, I guess it's not that embarrassing in the sense that I, in the moment, I, yeah, I, I, there's very possible, very real possibility the next day I wouldn't have remembered it, but it clearly left an imprint on me. So I will say that's my most embarrassing vomit story. That reminded me of mine. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure how. But it did. All right. What's your most embarrassing vomit? So I I said this is going to be hard for me because when I was little, I threw up a lot, like (laughs) constantly and for no fucking reason, Mm. to the point where my family nickname for a long time was just Spewy. Oh, Spewy. Like, it's not good. Hello, Uh, Brian. I'm Spewy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to take over the (laughs) whip. I'm Spewy. Could you save my coin purse? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. So I was dating my boss. I don't know if we were dating or if we were just screwing around at that point. Weird, weird timeline, regardless. <laughs> so, like, her her mom and her mom's girlfriend had a place in Honeybrook or New Holland or something that they just never lived in or were never there. So, uh, we took a long weekend to go hang out with her and her best friend who had left leaving JCPenney but to live somewhere else and was, like, in town for the weekend. Uh, so copious amounts of alcohol and at some point I I was drinking for myself and then at some point her friend like couldn't finish a drink that she had made for herself and I was like I got this poor decision uh because it was 98% rum Ooh. Uh, Bacardi Superior so it still went down relatively smoothly kind of sort of uh so she passes out early we have another room for things, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to. I had to go to work. I remember I had to go to work the next day because it was the first time I had ever called out from work without legitimately being sick. It was just I'm hungover and I'm not fucking going. But that night, things are becoming exciting and interesting and hands on. And then, like, right when it gets to. Uh, Rounding third base. It's just like, oh, Oh, yeah, baby. And I had to run to the bathroom. uh, Made it to the, made it with air quotes to the bathroom. Mm. And I thought I mostly had it under control or like aimed. And like the couple spots I remember seeing, I cleaned up. But apparently, I missed a lot of things. Ooh. Uh, which I didn't find out until like two or three days later when mom actually came home and it's like, what the fuck happened in this bathroom? Uh, God. So whoopsie. Whoopsie. But the rest of the night was fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Uh, you probably came back refreshed and rejuvenated. I was ready. 
Uh, Rich. Oh, man. Uh, I've been debating whether or not I want to tell this one, and I'm gonna. Uh, so every story you have. <laughs> All right, just stop talking. You're just like I have to breach like a psychological barrier. <laughs> so, uh, remember the jo- the the the, mo- the the uh Sleepy Hollow movie that Johnny Depp was in. Of course, I did. yes. We were going to see that. <laughs> that, was Sean, movie. that was gonna be Sean's third date with that girl. <laughs> it's another bad movie that we love. <laughs> we were going to see that movie. I, I, we were we were that young. Uh, I was going to see it with my family, and my brother's friend was joining us. My mom at the time, this we were going to see it at the Lowe's up the street from here in Cherry Hill. And uh, my mom at the time worked at, it was Chi-Chi's. And so we, Celebration we, of food. Yeah, we were going to pick her up, and then we were going. We're Celebration waiting, of Salmonella. Yeah, we're like, waiting yeah. outside the Chi-Chi's. We didn't eat there or anything. We're waiting outside there, and my tummy starts to be a little rumbly that I had to had to, had to take a number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I can wait until we get to the movie theater. Apparently, I, I feel like we were sitting there for like an hour, probably only like 10 minutes or whatever. But my tummy starts to get more and more and more rumbly. Uh, and then we start driving to the movie theater and I start getting anxious and upset. Like I really have to go. And then all over both ends. Oh, oh man. God, what is that? Like Montezuma's Revenge? Like, <laughs> And then we pull up to the front of the Lowe's in my parents' minivan because they're trying to find my brother's friend to get him in the car so we can go home. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I then, we get home and I run to the bathroom and then have to tell somebody, can you go get me underwear? Mm. Why? Because mine is gone. Because mine is gone. And I need to get a shower. Right. I wasn't sick or anything. It's just when I was younger, I would, for some reason, (laughs) hold induces and then get get that To the point of vomiting? Yes. I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know why. But like, it would get to a point where if I said, I need to poop, my parents would find the first place they can get to, to get me to go. What? God. Yeah. I I can't explain. I'm not like that anymore. Yeah. You broke Sean. God, I hope not. You're 32 years old. I, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> You're still now like, oh, I got shit. I got shit. Like, I got <laughs> Yeah. Why would you hold it so long? Yeah. Sounds- I, like, I can't, I can't explain. I don't know why. Like, I should have known where this was going when you mentioned Chi-Chi's. This story makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah. again, like I, we didn't need a Chi-Chi's. So. I, well, I know, I know. But like, it's somehow, somewhere, it was going to work its way <laughs> Somewhere the salmonella was working its way in. Yeah, it's... And like, you had a thunk that it like happened once and it went... No, no, no. This happened a few occasions before my parents were like, we got to pick up the ball and get him to the bathroom. And he says he has to get him to the bathroom. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Wow. <laughs> Just keep holding in deuces. <laughs> Uh, Sean, if you could pull it together for just a second and tell the, the listening audience, I don't uh, think you can. Your worst and most embarrassing vomit experience. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything like that. No. Um, I do remember though, the first time I ever got like hella drunk, it was at college. We went to a frat party and I came back and I threw up all in to the trash can outside my friend's dorm. Mm. And then he he was like he offered me some he had like a thing of uh, Sprite, 
and he offered it to me to like not to drink directly from but to like pour into my mouth to make to like up to settle my stomach a little bit mm. but i just took it put it right up to my mouth and was like Ooh! and he was very upset with me <laughs> considering i had just vomited the entire contents of my stomach into this trash can right yeah but uh that's probably the most embarrassing because other than that it's like you know do you do the gallon challenge or whatever <laughs> Sean, let's close this down. Uh, what is our last question? The final question submitted by Brian Everett. Hey, Brian! Hey! Take a look at the recent images about the G7 and NATO summit, like the family photo of all oh, the leaders yeah. together, and also the big boardroom for the NATO in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Avengers, proud, lame, worried? What do you think and feel when you see those images? And if you haven't seen those images, I brought it up on my phone. Defector.com actually like power ranked oh, everybody's geez. poses on this. And I think I think they rank Boris Johnson at the bottom. I, I think The Bachelor or like The Bachelorette <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Flavor of Love or any of those fucking shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. It's very weird. I don't I definitely don't think Avengers. No. Oh, fuck um, no bunch of old fogey tools who don't actually know how to do anything themselves i am a little bit upset that boris johnson is dead center right uh they did host the the summit didn't they no i thought they i thought they i thought they just said i I don't know i'm just assuming because fuck boris johnson yeah (laughs) fuck that dude i think i think g7 was in uh england i think he's a slightly less offensive british trump Hold on, I would say he's significantly less of like he's an, he's an asshole, but he's significantly less offensive than, than, Trump. than Trump. I, I love how his whole campaign when he was running for office was essentially just like, I mean, I'm gonna try, but I'm not gonna fucking win, and then. Ta-da! That's been his shtick for years, though. Like, I know. He's, he's, he's like the, the, the butt of everyone's joke. Like, it's hilarious, but sad all at the same time. Uh, so yeah, it makes me think of the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for uh, Flavor Flav to come on and be like, "Yo, get the clock!" <laughs> yeah, boy. is this Merkel in the back right hand corner here? Like, am I? I don't know if I'm looking at the same picture. Yeah. But is, that, is that Merkel? Merkel's in the front right, okay. next to um. Oh, this the might have been different. Is that Merkel France. or Macron? I got the wrong. Right next to Macron. Okay, is Merkel. All right, so what's the vibe you're getting from this G7 photo uh, of the sun? Okay, I, I see. I see Merkel now. Okay, she's yeah. up there in the red. We're I putting the special kid in the middle to make him feel better. That's the feeling. Oh yeah. man! Uh, yeah. Oh look at Johnson. You're such a good boy. I, yeah, I'm not bad. feeling great about it. I don't. It just doesn't. It seems like they're trying to look cool, mm-hmm. but they're just objectively not. Mm-hmm. None of them. They're all a bunch of. No. They're all a bunch of fucking fogies. <laughs> So G7 leaders pose for a group photo overlooking the beach at Car- Carbis Bay Hotel in Carbis Bay, St. Ives. Is there is there some significance to the beach there? Or are they just, you know what, let's do this on a fucking overcast day on the beach. It's cool looking and it makes you look rich or like you're on vacation. It's cool in air it's quotes. Cool, I don't pay you to go on vacation. I pay you to make real legislation that mm-hmm. affects my life. And you just kind of go, okay. Yeah. I say, I don't know if there's like a group vibe that they give off. I will say, I think they give off exactly the vibe they're supposed to. Like, like Trudeau looks a little bit like Lin-Manuel Miranda in this in, in this one. And I think that's about mm-hmm. right for him. Uh, Joe is just, you know, stand, straight, you know, arms at his sides, doing a great job, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and Boris is unkempt, which is his whole motif. 
Mac Macron. It's either Macron or Merkel that I think. Lo M Merkel looks conniving in the photo that I'm looking at because she's got like her hands together like this. Like Macron like always scheming. just looks so well put together. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's a stud. He reminds me of every French guy I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I'm a bad American because I can't identify the four folks in the back. Uh. But that's a normal American. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> normal American. I'm an ugly American. I can identify everybody in the front. I don't know who the four are in the back. I, I could really only Also, it's the G7. There's only supposed to be <laughs> yeah. seven countries. Where, where are these? I guess they brought ambassadors or maybe they expanded the G7. I also want to disagree with the ugly American. You're a stud. Ah, you thanks, stud. buddy. <laughs> what other vibes are you getting from these folks? Tools. Yeah, I, I just... It doesn't make me feel safe. No. Not at all. I feel I feel uncomfortable. This, this with photo it. is violence. <laughs> <laughs> no fucks given. It seems hastily put together. I will mm. say that. Like uh, the, the, you know, the, the the fits are fine. Trudeau Trudeau looks fit as ever. Biden looks good. Boris Johnson looks better than in most pictures. Yeah. Did you see that one mm. picture recently uh, where he looks like he he looks photoshopped in? Just no, I didn't see it. No. Oh my god, I'll yeah. find it. I guess uh, you is know it what? because of the G seven or is this something else? This honestly looks like the photo that they take in like the you know whatever superhero movie it is before the bad guy shows up and blows up the G seven. Like it looks like they're doing this. They've got all the people out there for the photo op, and then suddenly just like a rocket comes down and destroys the beach. Like that's the vibe I'm getting from this group right here. Mm -hmm. I, I get a I get a we did it even though we didn't fuck. <laughs> Uh, all right. I need to see this Boris Johnson photo, but uh, we'll find it after the after the thing. Yeah, we'll find we'll find it later on. After so, these messages, da -da 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 we don't have any messages. Yeah. Hi. Uh, no bromos here. My name is what? My name is who? Tim. It's Tim. My oh. name is Tim. Oh. Hey Tim, you have a take, I think, right? I do. All right. Let's close out this episode with Tim's take and uh, take a see quick trip if this over photo to the shows up at some point. Yeah, yeah. All right. In the House of Hanson this week, we have. Bo Burnham's Inside. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Bo Burnham, he popped up as a teenager in high school back when we were we high school whippersnappers. Uh, with He's like a year younger than I am. Uh, me and him are born in the same year. I just don't know what month his birthday is in. Uh, so he recently came out with a special called Inside, which he has filmed over the last year during the pandemic purely in his one-room house. I don't know if he purchased this house specifically for the show or if this is legitimately where he lives. Um, but the entire dynamic is that he's doing all the lighting. He's doing all the editing. It's Every, all him. Everything is just him, straight up, as is, or whatever he comes up with. Um, but most people know Bo Burnham for his high school antics of, like, new math, which is just a bunch of math puns and funniness and... The Clan Cookout, which is making fun of the KKK and a variety of other things. Um, and other hilarious stand-up. Uh, the last stand-up he did would have been five years ago. At which point he decided he's no longer going to go on tour because he was legitimately having panic attacks on stage. Uh, so he was dedicating time to get himself right. So when this special came up, everyone was like, oh shit, this is going to be hilarious. And if that's the mindset you go in with, you're going to be in for a bad time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's 100% comedy, but this is very much a social commentary and also just 
mental health commentary during the entirety of the special. Mm. I highly recommend it. Uh, and one of the earliest songs is literally just, well, what can I do in this fucked up world at this fucked up time other than make jokes? But making jokes, like, is that in bad taste? I don't know, but that's all I can do, so fuck it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's a, it's It's good for both understanding somebody famous who's not just going to try and cover up all of their issues and their, and he's very upfront with a lot of things. The only things that kind of give me question is how much of this is performance theater and how much of this is legitimate him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. simply because of all being constantly plugged into everything. Everybody is always putting on a show all the time. So at at some point you become so cynical about the media that you're observing or sure. in, in taking in and this is like okay but this is just a show. And frankly uh, the, the, one of the people who's perpetuated that that cynicism and encourage you is Bo is Burnham. Is Bo Burnham. Yeah. Exactly. And he talks about it. There is there is a lot of talk about suicide that you like if you're if you're content warning yeah. Yeah, if you're having like trouble with that it's maybe not the best thing to yeah. to watch. But Unlike most Netflix things, I think you should watch all of the credits because he has a shout out to his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure what their relationship status is just for like everything. And at the very end, there is literally a thing about if you are dealing with any of these mm-hmm. things, please seek help. Here's some somewhere you can reach out to be, and all that stuff. So he is aware that that is a issue and he, there are definitely jokes made about it, but in the sense of just... What's the point? Don't fucking do that. That's just not worth it. Don't fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a really brutal look at what it was like to be alone during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a fantastic watch, and I think it does a great job. And I I posted it on Twitter before <laughs> earlier today that I was prepping for our recording session because Bo Burnham in general is just kind of our brand of punny humor yeah and social commentary except this one just got real dark mm-hmm. because that's not what you're expecting from a quote comedy special there's always been a dark undercurrent with this stuff but it's usually mm-hmm. like cynicism about like the entertainment industry and yeah. performers and this yeah. is much more social yeah. basically. but like even his specials what and making happy both of them have a couple points of just this got re- this is gonna get real dark and you're not going to be ready for it, but they're they're moments. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is kind of the entire point of this special. It seems to me, and you can correct me that the special is like it fully indulging that powerlessness mindset and this sort of helplessness. Even though he's obviously doing something about it, he's making mm-hmm. a whole social commentary special about it. It's like if you indulge that a little bit instead of like, I I don't know, like like finding the small victories. Like like my brother does this all the time, where he's like. There's not a lot I control on a macro level about the country, but I'll go volunteer at a soup kitchen or something like that. Like you find like micro goals that get you through the day, even when you realize how enormous everything is compared to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely points that kind of are that. Okay. And, but, and Sean, you might disagree with me or agree with me. I'd, I'd love your take on it. It's kind of the opposite. The, okay. the entire special kind of dwells on the hopelessness yeah and that even though he doesn't necessarily identify 
everyone's like, well, why am I here? Blah, 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 blah. And his, which is kind of explored during all of this. And the answer is, uh. yeah. Yeah. And there I and he kind of says like I don't have a reason. Mm-hmm. But it'd be shitty if I wasn't here, so I'm just going to not do yeah. that. Even even okay. though what's going on is shitty, mm-hmm. there are people that care about you yeah. and you need to you need to keep living just Or there are people okay. could, that could potentially eventually care about you even if you don't have it now, it could get better. So he like touches on those things and that's fantastic. So I guess my whole point is don't go if you're gonna. Wa- I highly recommend Inside. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna watch it, don't go into it with the mind of Bo's previous content of just humor and puns. They're there, but they're not the point. And if you go in that way, you will probably tra- be traumatized to an extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's it's fantastic. It's Excellent. a wonderful piece of work. Excellent. It's a it's a piece of art. Yeah, definitely. it's a it's a pandemic piece of art. Mm-hmm. Great it's take, very man. much of the time. Um, but good take, Tim. Uh, Thanks. I, I love Bo Burnham, so I'm yeah. excited to watch the rest of this. If you want to... F- go ahead. I just didn't... I didn't have a goal with the take. It's just I want to talk about this. Yeah. And that was it. That's yeah, all man. I had. And if people want to see any more of your entertainment takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At hey, it's SOB. And you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Bros A po- underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Bros A podcast. And it's on Instagram at Bros A underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among others. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien, who compiles our questions. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. Uh, You can find her work at Shannon Vogel Art and Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. It is Also, thank time. you to Tess Riley for <laughs> editing our podcast. Who? Who? <laughs> we uh, didn't forget you this time. I was going to blow right past it. Yeah, that, thank you to Tess, whoever you are, uh, for, for, for chopping this up and making us sound half decent. Uh, it is plugs time, ladies and gentlemen. Rich, what's going on PodQuest? Check out PodQuest, the nerdy talk show where uh, we talk about if there's big news, big news, but otherwise just g- generic nerdy conversations. Um, also, you can check me out on Twitch. I stream video games almost daily. Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. What's going on with your Frisbees, Sean? If you want to see me Frisbees at OB Disc Golf everywhere except for Instagram, OB underscore Disc Golf. And Tim, let's talk about our friends at person in person uh my boys greg and gene greg's gonna be right there with uh how much ranch dressing is too much ranch dressing to lather your body and what answer is always more <laughs> is it though is i mean it? i wouldn't tell my mom about it but yeah well that's fine we'll talk about it off air uh gene's right there with all the reasons why disneyland is amazing uh and also uh fuck it's like uh never mind they were like four episodes ago, because I'm behind and finally catching up, they were talking about some Oregon uh, fairy tale. N- not even like an amusement park. There's like three actual rides and then just a walk through like fairy tale land uh, that he absolutely loves. But if you are a person who hates new shows, this is the perfect new show by people who hate new shows. Mm-hmm. All in that shenanigans, great puns, great older. Uh, 
pop culture references like American Gladiator and Global Guts and potentially the return of uh fuck, what's that show with Olmec? Legends, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Potential return of that. Wow. Uh, and much more interesting stories and puns and pun jail and shit with mushrooms. I believe the, the description of the show is app, which is, I think, anchors weigh you down, like uh, stay afloat with person in person or something like that. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a truly centrist new, news group. When it taint the right and the taint the left, Jesus it's Christ. perineum. <laughs> Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, Chris Gethert, and the entire Action Moose team. Moo, 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 My name is Matt Casanova. Moo, moo, moo. To be smart about being stupid. Bye. Bye. Ciao.